The Twins sweep the Royals this time behind a pretty good pitching performance from the bullpen. Got a little hairy at the end. Carlos Correa hit a home run. Nick Gordon hit a home run. And the Twins sweep the Royals. They're staying in this thing. Let's break it down on tonight's Locked On Twins postcast. You are Locked On Twins postcast. Part of Locked On Sports Minnesota. Your team every day. And welcome to another edition of our Lockdown Twins postcast. Today is Thursday, September 15th. I'm the host of Lockdown Twins, Nash Walker, here with writer and reporter at Access Twins, Mr. Brandon Warren. Before we get started, the NFL, I don't know if you know, but the NFL has started. College football has started and the World Series, the postseason in baseball right around the corner. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's opening week's games. BetOnline is where the game starts. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Again, BetOnline is where the game starts. Brandon, good win for the Twins. They take care of business. They sweep the Royals. What do you think? I have just been handed this urgent and horrifying newsletter. Your Kansas City Royals have been eliminated from playoff contention. Oh, <laughs> no, I didn't know. Tough scene, right? Oh, um, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> same old story. Twin score early, can't do anything late. And it felt like the later the game went on, the more we're just kind of itching for, like, need that one more run, need that one more run, need that one more run. And fortunately, didn't blow up on them in the ninth, although Juwan Duran made it interesting. And, hey. If I think if the Twins lose that one, a lot of people jump off the bandwagon, and justifiably so. But, um, yeah, good win. Kyle says this Duran guy seems to be uh, pretty decent, and he is absolutely one of the best storylines of the season. Brandon, I want to ask you, because I think this should be an ongoing conversation, whether he should be getting, and I know this has been a debate on Twitter. It's been a debate. We've talked about it. But part of me thinks, like, they should use Duran like Cleveland uses Class A, and maybe they should just use Jorge Lopez as a, a setup guy. You know, maybe use him as a secondary setup guy until he starts having cleaner innings, and maybe you start to co-close with him and Duran. But I don't know. What do you what do you think about that? Because I know they love to move him around Duran and use him in the biggest spots, and I, I love that. I just wonder if like if you could use Lopez in some of those spots, and and it's basically the same impact as using him as the, in the ninth inning. I mean, both strategies can work. The Twins, back when you were just a wee tot, used to do the whole uh, J.C. Romero, Juan Rincon to Joe Nathan thing, and that works for some teams too. And the fact that it's working for Cleveland, I mean, Class A is amazing, and he's got a pretty good crew in front of him. And if you put Duran on the back in the ninth, the crew in front of him is still fairly strong. I, I like Michael Fulmer more than most, Caleb Thielbar's, solid and and Lopez and you know the the bullpen has enough quality arms right now which seems like it's uh hard to believe after about a month and a half ago when we'd be just screaming for these guys to be on the team right now so I I don't necessarily disagree that it could work but from an analytical standpoint and again I'm using that buzzword I want just take take innings take the inning count out of the equation Late in the game, when I'm facing three, four, five, whether that's three, four, five for Detroit, three, four, five for the Yankees, 
as they're presently constructed, or three, four, five for the Houston Astros. I want my best guy facing them. Now, if you want to go the traditional route, that's okay. But then that means you better be okay with Theron facing eight, nine, one, Miles Straw, Austin Hedges, and whoever's batting leadoff for Cleveland while Michael Fulmer is getting Jose Ramirez and Josh Naylor. So for me, I take innings out of the calculus. Late in the game, I want my best guy facing my best pitchers. And I say that as an analytics thing, but honestly, between you and me, just two guys talking, doesn't that make sense? It does. It definitely makes sense. And I can see it both ways. And I, I think, you know, if the, the Twins had a premier setup guy like Cleveland does in, in Trevor Steffen or James Karinchek, it might be a little bit different. I want to talk to Samson, says, hashtag extend Korea. This is funny to me, Brandon, because we did see for a long time, and I was included in this, people who were thinking or saying out loud, you know, maybe – you know, Carlos Correa, you don't pay him 30, 35 million next year and you spread that money out. I still think there's a debate for that, but we're seeing why he's a super, he is a superstar. And we're finally kind of seeing in September, a prolonged run of him being a superstar player on both sides of the ball. Yeah, for sure. And I, I can't shake this feeling that they're going to come to an extension with him after the season ends, let Scott Boris get his money. But you know, (laughs) You see the thing that I tweeted tonight? Maybe you didn't see it, but there's a a video of him and Byron Buxton. And the the best way I can say it is having like a fireside chat in the dugout. I love that. that. If I didn't know any better, it kind of looks like Buxton's got his arm up too. Um, They look inseparable, man. I don't know if I remember the last time Twins players had a bromance like this. It was probably Joe Maurer and Justin Morneau posing in their shared living room back in like 2007 so, or 2006. So I don't know, man. I think Korea is here for the long haul. I certainly hope he is. Yeah, get it done, guys. Let's go. So Bryce is asking the golden question everybody's thinking about. How much are you guys allowing yourselves to believe that the Twins can still make a run? Well, Brandon and I, we've been pretty vocal about it this week. Like at minimum, you needed to sweep Kansas City. Check you check those boxes. The next box you need to check is minimum. And I think you were on board. And correct me if if you feel differently. It's four out of five in Cleveland. Got to win four out of five in Cleveland. Yeah, I mean, if they win three, it's not over, but it's much, 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 much more difficult. And you know, it's actually funny. I was watching Parks and Rec the other day, and Ron talks about getting married again. He said, "If you don't believe in love, what what's the point of it all?" if you don't believe that the twins can still do this, why are you still watching? I mean, some of us watch because we get paid. Some of us watch because it's just the game that we were born to watch, but being in the run, no matter how far out it feels like how faint that flicker of a light bulb is, is why you keep watching at this point in the season. So yeah. um, Do I have big hopes that they're going to rip off a stretch that allows them to win 85 games by going, uh, let's see, what's that 14 and seven or no, 14 and five the rest of the way. I don't know that I see that or 13 and five the rest of the way, 12 and five, whatever math is bad right now. Sorry. Um, I don't know if I see that, but you know what? Crazier things have happened. They finished the 2009 season 16 and four, if I remember correctly. So let it, let it ride guys. Let it ride. Kyle also says, I think they almost have to win all five because they would lose the tiebreaker. I was, Mm -hmm. I'm not getting like, crazy i think winning all five is out of the out of the picture i mean that would be amazing but i think four out of five is is still very hard to attain but it seems much much uh easier than all five so josiah asks do you guys think walner matt walner gets called up this year at all what's your take on this brandon i had somebody ask me that today too is there any 
truth to the rumor. I'm like, nah, rumors don't come out before a guy plays another game at AAA. You know, if if there's any reason to think he's coming up, he probably wouldn't have been in the lineup tonight. By the way, Trevor Larnick in the lineup at AAA St. Paul tonight. I believe Jeffers will be tomorrow. So a couple guys making some progress. But uh, where was I on that one? Oh, yeah, Walner. Um, I don't know, man. Again, the situation is fluid. I, I think with Walner, it's um, – Jake Cave has just been so bad. I mean, just so bad that I, I would justify it that way. I just don't think the Twins will. There you go, Josiah. So we love right now, it doesn't it doesn't seem so right now. But let's talk about Larnick and Jeffers starting their rehab assignments. And it feels like I don't even want to say that Polanco should be back, but he should be back this weekend. And then Bailey Ober also uh returning this weekend, I think is is yep. slated to pitch one of the doubleheader games on Saturday. So they're getting some reinforcements here. And is it too little, too late? Probably, but it doesn't hurt. To, to that end, too, adding Larnick probably complicates adding anybody who's not on the 40-man roster right now because they're going to have to reinstate guys off the 60, add them to the 40, and DFA some guys. And that was the primary reason that they outrighted or tried to outright. We'll see what happens with Randy Dobnak. So it's, to me, not very likely that Walner comes up. Would I like to see it? Yes. Do I think there's a chance he could be the next Adam Dunn? Yes. Do I also think he could be um, <laughs> dollar store Joey Gallo? Sure. But there's a wide range of outcomes that I'm not really forcing yeah. my hand with him in this last couple of weeks. I agree. There is a wide range of outcomes with him, like almost wider than someone like Austin Martin in my mind. Yep. <laughs> Maybe, yep. Yeah, I just think uh, with the strikeout rate, it's just he's the type of guy to me. I would hesitate to bring up if you're still at least a little bit in the race, because I feel he's the type of guy who's going to take a Miranda like period. And maybe not, you know, I could be wrong on that, but I feel that he's the type of player where he's going to have to adjust and you want to give him enough, enough runway to do so. Oh, or you catch lightning in a bottle. It can go either way. I think yeah. But the problem is you, can you afford the downside of that while praying for the upside? Cause I'm sure the upside is about 20% and the downside is about 80 just based on the swing and miss in his game and the lack of polish with how fast he's been moved through the system. So yeah, lightning in the bottle is cool when it works and when it doesn't, mm, that leaves egg on your face. So I, I just, I don't see it happening. Five game series. And this is interesting how this lines up. It's not always about the pitching matchups, but they're going to see Mackenzie Bieber in games one and two, at least you got to win one of those. If they won both of those, I think they're going to be in a good spot to win four out of five because then they'll get Cody Morris and Connor Pilkington and, you know, they'll get Cal Quantrill on Monday, but that's Sonny Gray on Monday as well. So I think if they could find a way to beat McKenzie and Bieber, this is the spot they're in though. Their backs are against the wall. You need to beat some really good starters, but if they do that, Brandon, I think they're going to be in a much better spot to take then two of the next three and win four of these. For sure. And they've beaten good starters this year at times and they've let bad starters beat them. There's really no rhyme or reason to how this team has played. So let me just go on record as saying they'll probably win four of five, make people believe again and make whatever happens that much more interesting, whether it's a good thing or bad thing. This is Minnesota sports after all. So I think we kind of have a feeling of where it might go. But again, if you can't allow yourself to wish or hope, why are you even watching sports in the first place? It's all about the hope. It's all about the hope. Five against Cleveland, six against the White Sox, three against Detroit, three against Kansas City, three against the Angels. So Make it happen, that's, it. that's all they got left, and we're going to be here. Thanks, everybody. Josiah, always thank you. Kyle, thank <laughs> you. I want to talk to Samson. Thank you. 
And uh, I wanted to put Josiah. It says, you, you the man, Brandon. And I agree. Brandon. Wow. Thanks, everybody. We appreciate you. And this is, this is going to be a fun weekend. And if the yes. Twins, you know, can can get hot right here and have a great weekend, they're going to be right back in this thing, as crazy as that sounds. So we'll be here. Thank you guys so much. And uh, we'll see you soon. Thanks, Brandon.